Did I ever tell you about my grandpa, my dad's dad, paternal gramps? His name was Eldon mm-hmm. Ogeron. He's French, so Eldon. We didn't call him that. No, I called him Papa. Papa Ogeron. Okay. Anyway, he, when I was going to high school, I went uh, to high school about a half hour away from our house, so um, a little bit of a commute. And on our commute, we passed this McDonald's, and my grandpa's truck was always there because every single day, every single day, he was having breakfast and coffee with his little friends. Nice. That's cute? cool. That is cute. I did love that. My grandparents on my dad's side always had breakfast at Whataburger. Really? They had little, uh, little senior citizen cups. They'd get refilled. That's so For like cute. five cents, you could get coffee right. for five cents. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Cup. They would probably have heart attacks if they knew coffee prices these days, huh? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, rightfully so. Because mm-hmm. it's a little whack. Yeah, it's like six bucks for a coffee. Nuts. Yeah. And that's probably on the cheaper side. I mean... There are some places yeah. we could go in Austin that are like... It's like 10 bucks for a coffee. <gasps> Easy. Wow. Yeah. Not me. You, you, you're fancy. Well, I know that you could go there and, and do that. I'm, I don't like to be that fancy because I don't have that kind of money. Well, what is, makes it that expensive? I think just where like it is. Like extra flavors and, and how accoutrement. Hipster, how hipstery mm. it is. You know what I don't like? I don't what? like the a la carte stuff. Like, oh, you want heavy cream? 50 cents extra. Oh, you want a flavor? 50 cents extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I should get to charge baristas extra if they have piercings I don't like. How about that? Oh, you want to have an eyebrow piercing? I get a dollar You're off my latte. Because I have to look at that. Mm-hmm. No, that's mean. That's People mean. can have whatever piercings they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except at Laurel School, apparently, they can have studs, but they can't have hoops in their noses. Interesting. Because that's, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's when the terrorists win, is when our kids have I don't, I don't, hoops. I don't know. See, I always thought of that as, like, from a sports perspective of, oh, because it might get caught on something? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, well. I, I don't know why, and I don't even know if that's true. I, I get that, I guess. Um, There's some whisperings in the winds about those types of things. Yeah, yeah. Whisperings in the winds. I just made that up. That was good, huh? It is the feast day of St. Padre Pio or Pio of Pietrelcina. Is it Pietrelcina? Is it not China? I'm sure it is China because it's Italian. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it is. Are you though? Yes. Okay. Now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah. My Italian grandfather one time uh-huh. came uh, to visit. Uh, I mean, he pretty much grew up in the States, but... Um, he was born in Sicily, grew up in Brooklyn. Nice. And um, so wow. he s- still spoke some Italian. He had this fantastic New York accent. It was really cool. Um, but he came and visited us in Lake Jackson, Texas, where I'm from. <laughs> and we had... Which is so not um, it's Italian. So not, yeah, so not Italian. <laughs> New York. We, um, we had a, a restaurant there. Uh, you've heard of it. It's called CeCe's Pizza. 
And uh, welcome to CC's. He was really he excited because it was like a, it was a pizza buffet, and he was oh, really gosh. excited at the the prospect of a pizza buffet. And um, he and was he like, there. he would like, he was a really really fun guy. He would like make up little songs, and he was always talking to people and real gregarious. <laughs> and he was like real excited to go to Chi-Chi's. He kept calling it Chi-Chi's. <laughs> And um, because there's a there's a Chi-Chi's Mexican restaurant. There is. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Uh, but he because that's how you would pronounce Cece's oh in Italian is Chi-Chi's. And um, uh, I, I, I think um, Chi-Chi was like a is like a it's like a nickname. <laughs> it's like a like somebody's uh, kind of fun nickname. Right. And so like my mom growing up had an uncle Chi-Chi. Really? Yeah. It was C-I-C-I? Yeah, C-I-C-I. That's so, fresh. So um, I can remember <laughs> my grandfather called me Jimmy. And I can remember sitting there. <laughs> That's so funny. You as a Jimmy. I can remember uh, sitting there um, as uh, I, I must have been maybe like 10 or 12 years old. And I can remember sitting there um, uh, and him eating the pizza and him having this really kind of dissatisfied look on his face. <laughs> That's and, a nice way of putting it. And him going, um, Jimmy, why'd you bring me here? <laughs> And then uh, my mom laughed. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, um, it was it was funny. That if yeah, that's not premier. Yeah, food. yeah, it's not it's not uh, it's not premier Italian food, Oof. especially when they put the macaroni and cheese on top of the pizza. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, anyway, they're very welcoming though. They are very welcoming. Yeah. Hi, welcome to CC's. Welcome yeah. to CC's. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to CC's. Yep. So. Or Chi-Chi's. Or Chi-Chi's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jimmy, we should. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna remember that one for a while. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I actually really miss that. My grandfather was the only one that called me Jimmy. I miss my grandfather calling me Jimmy. <laughs> it sounded weird uh, when anyone else calls me Jimmy, but he called me Jimmy. So, um, and it worked. Was, and it worked. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, we should, uh, we should start podcasting. <laughs> okay. Now. Um, yes. Because, we shall. Uh, well, uh, we got. Uh, some interesting stuff to talk about today, yeah. and I think my um, my grandfather uh, is a good is a good segue. That little story about uh, about my grandfather is a good segue. We're going to talk a little bit about parenting today, um, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, parents you giving yourselves a break, and then also hopefully some perspective on everything that your your kids, your teens, your maybe even your grandkids have going on right now, and uh, you know what maybe the the church angle of that might mm. be. And then uh, also we're going to kind of get into our name and kind of the, we realized we didn't really talk about that very yeah. much last season. And so we're going to get into our name a little bit, um, why we're called the late church podcast and, and what we're really, um, what we're really talking about when we say that. And so uh, I really, I think it's going to be a great conversation. And happy feast Me day too. of Saint Padre Pio. Saint Padre Pio. Nikki was nice enough to bring a little statue, so he's here, <laughs> uh, watching over us, he praying over us, praying for us, among us um, in so conversation. We, uh, yeah, so we we invite him into our prayer. We ask that he that he pray for us uh, in this time today, um, which is super cool. Yeah. Do you think um, Bobby McFerrin's patron saint? Bobby McFerrin? He's the one who's saying, don't worry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Be happy. Pray, I think Padre Pio is his patron saint, right? Worry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I love that. Here's a little song <laughs> I wrote. I can't sing anymore because we get in trouble. All right. Um, hi, Nikki. Hello, James. How's it going? Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. 
<laughs> it's going well. It's going yeah. well. Um, so uh, this may or may not be our second or third episode of the uh, <laughs> of season two because we're 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 probably going to wind up um, releasing some things out of order. So look, this might be we're flexible episode two. Um, episode one came out. It was really fun to listen to. I realized that that was, that episode was like a bag of kittens. Like we were all over the place. Uh, it was a little bit chaotic, but it was really you know, fun. So it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today we're going to try to be a little bit less chaotic, a little bit more, uh, intentional about our conversation. Um, I think we should start off with talking about the name of the podcast. What is our name? Late to church. Late to yeah. church. Um, Okay, so raise your hand if you've ever been late to church. All the hands are raised in the room right now, both Nikki and I. And everybody I. said amen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know about you. There was a period in my life where I perpetually, I was perpetually late. Do you think it was on purpose? Like you, um, you know, like wanting to be fashionably late? Like, I don't really feel like sitting around waiting. It was more, it was more about, it was more about fear. I, I felt, um, I felt a sense of judgment at my parish and, and that was totally on me. Like I was kind of projecting some things. Um, it, it also kind of started around the time that my my parents separated, and so I was going to church on my own. Oh, and as a, for a lot of that How time, very responsible of you. Yeah, but but it it was really just to kind of get my dad off my back. So I'd say, oh ah, yeah, I'm going to this mass, gotcha. and then I would kind of half heartedly go. Right, mm, um, you slipped in the back. And there were also periods of time in my life where I just didn't go to mass. Like it just didn't. Mm-hmm. It you know, like it felt not good for a mm-hmm. variety of reasons that we've talked about. Um, and that's really kind of like the point of the, our, the name of our podcast. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's to kind of, uh, um, maybe signify, uh, acknowledge this imperfection that we all have, that we all suffer from, believe mm-hmm. it or not, um, in our relationship with God in the various ways that we encounter God. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, if you're one of those people that, maybe feels a little bit of shame or feels a little bit of frustration because you're always late to church, late to mass, whatever it might be. Um, know that you're not alone. That's the point. That's the point of our name is that right. we want you to know that you are, you are not alone. We are, we're all kind of in that boat, um, for different reasons at, at different yeah. times in our, in our faith journey. I know for a lot of our, um, a lot of our folks listening, um, maybe, Maybe you didn't really experience that, or or maybe it's a new experience for you, um, like like kind of keeping your family organized yeah. and moving towards again a relationship with God, moving towards you know proper worship or whatever that might be, and so you find yourself like ten minutes late every Sunday because or twenty minutes late or thirty minutes late, right, whatever regardless it might be. of start time. Yeah, at regardless home. of start time, because there's just always something going on, mm-hmm. right? There's always something that you know this. This kid is, you know, is upset about something or, or maybe your teenager won't get out of bed or whatever, whatever the issue might be. And I know Nikki, you can speak to that, um, Uh certainly better than I can, uh, in, in that kind of family environment that it's tough. It's Mm -hmm. tough keeping your family focused. It's tough keeping yourself focused. Right. right? Um, and so, uh, we want to acknowledge that and we want to let you know that the church, um, the church is patient with that. I know it doesn't always seem that way. But the church understands that we're we're all in that boat. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're all in this together. And then I was going to think about High School Musical. I'm sorry. That's okay. Very distracted. Very distracted. <laughs> I should live in a musical. No, I was thinking, um, I've, you, you mentioned focus. And I was thinking there were times when, uh, so my kids are, are um, older now. Do I, 
2018, 14, mm-hmm. 11. Who I was having trouble remembering, and then I'm like, oh, is this relevant? But it is because when they were younger, like required more help from us getting ready, there was definitely a focus of just get to mass. And I and we did in the physical sense, but my heart was so not there for a long time just because of the chaos of getting everybody ready. And I mean, is it, I know I always felt like it was um, a battle with the enemy just because things would pop up that weren't a deal the whole week. And then, you know, Sunday morning, all of a sudden, this kid's having a big deal with this situation that's going to pop up when it's go time. Mm -hmm. That's very frustrating, and that would often make us late to church. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, I always, and I still do feel, I'm, uh, I suffer with a lot of things. Like, I always feel like, oh, everybody's judging me for this, and everybody's judging me for that. Those are my own issues. We don't need to talk about these now. But that to say, I thought everybody was, psh, 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 look at them, I've got to stay. They're here late mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And you know what? A lot of times there'd be um, older couples who would like praise us for being there. Mm-hmm. And if my kids were extra rowdy in mass, they would say something nice, which was always like a just grace, right? Mm-hmm. God's grace showering down on us when we needed it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't always happen. Yeah, there's, there's a, I think um, there's a, very human side of the church that, uh, you know, we look at the people that we're worshiping with. We look at other members of our community and we, we want, um, we want them to be perfect, right? Uh, we want kind of the, the, um, the, the, all of the, you know, all of the ducks to be in a row, Mm. right? For everyone. I think sometimes that comes from a very good place. I think sometimes it comes from a place of, wanting to be better than our neighbor or, or wanting mm. to feel like we're more put together than our neighbor. Um, you know, Jesus, when the, when the disciples, uh, you know, ask Jesus, like, like, you know, um, James, is it, is it James and John ask, you know, put, Which put one, one of us, us at your right and one yeah. of us at your left. Right. And Jesus basically says like, shut up. Like, Broke that's not for careful you. What you're asking yeah, for. Careful what you're asking for. Um, because he understands that in our humanity, even, even, you know, those are two very, very holy, holy men that people. went off to yeah. you know went on to do some incredible things right um and and our saints in the church uh and he's even telling them like like perfection is like worldly perfection is not really a thing that's not uh-huh. really what we need to be focusing on right and we really need to be more worried about doing the will of god right and so um i do totally agree with you and i and i've seen it in my own life uh totally agree that that the the enemy um provides that distraction to keep us, uh, I guess out of sync or, or, or maybe, maybe unfocused on Mm -hmm. our worship, right? Mm -hmm. We talked, we talked about worship uh, in the last couple of episodes as being, you know, this, this time or this experience where we give worth to God, we give God his proper due. And I, I don't know that there's really a time when we can be more open, more vulnerable with God than when we're worshiping him. Mm. And so of course the enemy wants to get in there to and, stop it. and to stop that. Mm-hmm. I think there's also some, some, you know, some of our own pride, our own, um, 
you know, we, a lot of times we allow ourselves to be distracted from worship because it is vulnerable. It is mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Right. And so, uh, you know, that, and that's not just for, for parents, that's for even little, you know, all the way yeah. down to little kids, um, yeah. at our, at our parish here at St. Vincent de Paul, we have this huge, beautiful, um, baptismal font. <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's in the shape of a cross. It's like this, it's all, if you ever it's seen like an like, infinity pool, it's, 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 that's exactly infinity. what it is. What I was about to say, it's like an infinity pool. It's just this like cross shaped water feature, right? Kind of right in the middle. Um, oh, it begs for you to when, touch it. When you, when you walk <laughs> in and that's where most people, you know, dip their hands and get holy water and that, that whole thing and make the sign of the cross. But on a Sunday morning, especially if I'm helping out with the live stream, which is right. Like the live stream desk is kind of right off to the side from there. I can see the baptismal font really well. And every little kid wants to play in that. It's thing. like a duck pond. Exactly. <laughs> there might as well be ducks in it, right? And and so many parents are like they they allow their child to like cross themselves, or they or they make the sign of the cross on their child one time, and the kid just goes back and more. back and back and wants to play in the water. And you know, um, that's not necessarily like I don't think I don't I don't think the devil is necessarily like they're tricking your kid into oh, no. into playing in the water. But I, but I, and, and, and this is, this is where I think there's a lesson here for all of us. I think it's, it's a distracting thing, right? I mean, it is, yeah. if you're trying to get your kid to go sit down, it's a distracting thing, but it's also a really beautiful thing that it your is. child is getting to be a child, uh-huh. right? And is getting to, to like, Immerse just kind of be water. in that moment, right? Yeah. Playing in the water. Um, and so I think what, you know, what that tells me is that I, I think a lot of our approach with, you know, things like. Am I getting to church on time? Am I praying the right prayers? Am I, am I, you know, am I holy enough? Right? Like those kind of things. I think a lot of that is about perspective. Yeah. And I think for God, you know, at the end of the day, God, it's like, it's like after the resurrection, you know, Jesus asking Peter over and over again, Peter, do you love me? Like God just wants to know about that relationship. Mm. He wants to know kind of where your heart is at and, and. And he wants to reveal to you where your heart is at yeah. as well so that you can keep moving towards him. Right? It's about the journey. Yeah, it is about yeah. the journey. And so um, coming back full circle, the purpose of our name is hopefully to kind of take some of that pressure off and, and to let yeah. you know that even though we both really love Jesus and we really love working in ministry and we really love telling our friends about Jesus and all of these things, um, I am far from a holy person a lot of the time, right? I, I, I miss that mark often. And I don't want to say that God is okay with that, but God understands it. He understands it. And and if I wasn't that way, I wouldn't need a savior. Yeah. Right. If I wasn't that way, I wouldn't need a savior. If I could go to mass and, and interact with God perfectly, 100% every Sunday, if I, if I, if I was never tempted, if I never sinned, if I never got angry or frustrated or any of these things, I wouldn't need Jesus mm. to die on the cross for me, right? So, um, a part of this, a part of this relationship, one of the beautiful things in this relationship that we have with Him is He gets to tell us um, how perfect we really are. Mm. He gets to reveal to us our perfection, as opposed to us, like, you know, maybe seeing the things or 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 being distracted by the things mm-hmm. that we think um, are so wrong about us. Jesus gets to tell us, well, I'm not really, I'm not really focused on that necessarily. Now the, the sin, right? He wants to cleanse us of our sin. But I think most of that conversation that we have with him is, is him telling us um, what great love he has for us. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there is, uh, 
something to be, there's a victory to, to be celebrated by just having all your kids present at mass and getting them there. I agree. Um, and so first off, let's keep that in mind mm -hmm. that if you're, if you're striving for the Lord in any way, um, he acknowledges that and yeah. he, he, he celebrates it. Right. And, um, and that's a really, that's a really, I think, uh, it's a really powerful thing. It can be a really powerful thing in your life that a lot of us forget. Mm -hmm. we, we forget that our um, our work in our relationship with God matters to Him. Mm -hmm. I think we can easily overcomplicate things and put pressure on ourselves that's not necessary in that category. Uh, let me relate something to you real quick. Okay. Okay. So in this, I'm taking a Pilates class and I went to this class the other day. It's called Center and Balance. And so one of the things we had to do was, um, so we're on our, all on all fours, like um, a dog, I guess. And then we had to raise one arm, raise it to your arm is by your ear. That's kind of hard. Mm -hmm. And then raise the opposite leg, the left leg raise your leg back so you're now like kind of doing a, a zigzaggy arrow with mm -hmm. your body mm -hmm. okay that my friend is hard mm -hmm. to balance and I feel like that's what um my awareness and acknowledgement of my brokenness and needing the savior is like resting in the fact that I need him and and he knows that I'm broken so it's okay lets me exhale Oh God. Okay. So he knows it's mm -hmm. good, but also there needs to be, um, a desire to step in the direction of his forgiveness and relationship with him, Definitely. which is, you know, um, m me striving mm -hmm. to, um, be closer to him, mm -hmm. to worship him better. So I feel like, um, so when you were talking about that, I was thinking of, yeah, it's a, it's a bat, it's a holy balance mm -hmm. because while I feel like I can relax my shoulders and say, Oh, he knows I'm broken. It's also, um, that doesn't mean I get to, I get off scot-free and I don't sure. need to do anything. Sure. There's a, there's a, um, uh, uh, a Catholic author named Peter Kreeft. I've heard his name pronounced di different ways. Um, really, really great author. And he's got this book on prayer. It's called Prayer for Beginners. And one of the things Ooh. that he says in there is that um, uh, when, you know, in our, our relationship with God is like a, it's like a bridge, right? And, mm. and um, we're, we're kind of, we're working from the darkness. God is mysterious to us, right? Oh. God is kind of in the dark. We're working from, from the darkness. So yeah. imagine kind of building that bridge in the darkness and Ooh. also with, limited resources right so we don't have oh, everything we need to build the bridge we don't know where the bridge is going you know and, and there's this great divide this great chasm right between us and god but god he's working from the light mm -hmm. he has the light he has all of the resources he ha he knows exactly what the bridge is supposed to look like and mm. and he knows exactly where to meet us and he meets us in the construction of that bridge that's kind of our our prayer life our relationship with oh, him in this analogy beautiful. And I think, I think the same goes for really any kind of way that we, that we're making a, making strides towards God. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you're going to hear, um, whether you're Catholic, Protestant, you know, even if you're some other religion, you're going to hear someone of authority in your religion tell you, um, and, and maybe coming from a loving place, maybe coming from a not so loving place, but tell you that you're not doing enough or that, mm. that something in your life that you need to step it up somewhere. Okay? Yeah. 
that's a part of being a human being, mm -hmm. I think. And I think if we subscribe to the notion that everything should just be easy, we're doing ourselves a really big disservice. Or, right. the, or, the, or if we subscribe to the notion that we're doing enough, uh -huh. right? Um, there's not a quota. There's not yeah. a quota for our relationship with God, right? Like, like yes, God is going to fill in those gaps. He's going to build that bridge. But he's even responsible for the work that it feels like we're doing. Right. He's, he's giving us. So if, so if in my, um, let's say I'm 10 minutes late for church every Sunday uh -huh. and I feel a little, um, kind of nudge stirring in my heart, in my soul, I'm gonna, I, I need to fix that problem. That's not okay. I need to fix mm -hmm. that. That's grace. And that's coming from God. Okay. That is not, that is not necessarily me like, on like your own of my saying, own volition becoming holier, this. right? Like all our holiness become is, you know, it, we're transformed by the grace of God, mm -hmm. right? And then if I set my alarm a little bit earlier on a Sunday or if I change up my routine so that, you know, I've gotten up, I've taken the dog for a walk, I've, I'm kind of energized, I get to mass on time, right? Whatever it takes to kind of change up that routine. If we really believe what we believe about God, then that's, he gets the credit there too. Yeah. Okay. And so because he's always meeting us with that abundance, right? He's always coming from that place of he's light okay. and kind of showing us the way. Mm -hmm. And so I, I know for, a, you know, maybe for some of our listeners, it feels like, well, then I don't get any credit for anything, right? Like, I, but that's not the, that's not the point. <laughs> the point of your relationship with God is not about credit. And there's not, um, one of the things I love about the parable of the prodigal son is for the father in that story, it's not about credit. It doesn't yeah. matter what your sons have done. Mm -hmm. Their, their love is like, like his, his, the father's love for them, for both of his sons is overwhelming. Right. And mm -hmm. it, and it keeps him like focused on them all the time. That's yeah. the point of that second son being so frustrated. Right. It's not really about what he's done. It's right. about the fact that his father loves him. Okay. And, and I think God, um, approaches us, you know, well, I know that God, this is Jesus talking about God, the father in yeah. that parable, he approaches us the same way yeah. that, that however far off we are, he will provide the rest, mm -hmm. right? However far away from being holy, from being sacred, that if we want to be those things, if we say yes to being those things, the father will provide the rest. Mm -hmm. And that, I don't know why in our humanity, that is, it is so tough um, for me to see it that way in the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I'm running late for mass, on yourself. Yeah. I am, I am thinking, you know, how terrible that is. I'm thinking about what other people are going to think. I'm thinking about all of these other things, except for the fact that God loves me. Mm, right. Yeah. Like that's usually the last thing on my mind kind of right. in that moment. Um, we, we, I think really, really need to, uh, uh, or, or I'm going to say this. It makes me happier when I think that way. It makes me when happier think, when I way? think, when I remember God loves me. Yeah. And, and nothing that's going to happen today is going to separate me from that love. Right. I am, if I have that on my mind, I am mm -hmm. instantly happier. I'm instantly Dream more, forms. more capable of yeah. just dealing with life. You got a little pep in your step then? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I like that. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to strike that balance, right? It is like for me, I'm, I'm doing the balance thing again where I'm like, but then I don't want to get like cocky, like girl, you still could have 
You still mm-hmm. slacking a little? Mm-hmm. The self-talk's bad. The self-talk is hard. I struggle hard. with that. Yeah, I do too. A um, lot. The self-talk is hard. I also think that the... Um, the 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 things sometimes that that should be motivators in our relationship with God we we let shame creep in and yeah. and they go from being motivators to being distractors i want to be early for mass so that i can i can prepare my heart really prepare Fettle, my heart for the homily yeah. really prepare my heart for for you know communion mm-hmm. or 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 i want to you know i want to get there early so that i can meet the new you know the new pastor or mm-hmm. the new outreach person or, or, or whatever. Um, and, and kind of looking at our participation from a very positive, you know, in a, in a, in a very positive light, yeah. um, as opposed to, Oh no, I'm, I'm late. Right. And, and Oh no, I can't be X, Y, Z. Right. Um, you know, coming at it from a, from a negative perspective. Um, I think that's, that's really important for me. It's really important for me to, um, to try to be positive and to be intentional about being positive, especially in my worship. That doesn't mean I don't come to God with negative stuff or uh, stuff that's yeah. negatively affecting me, but I come to him knowing that he's going to take it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like knowing that he's there, that he's, that he's present and that he wants me there and he wants me to be present. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I, I see a lot in our, our families at St. Vincent de Paul. I see so much um, stress and, frustration and trying to balance like what the world is teaching uh, or what the world is, is saying is the truth yeah, with kind of with saturating what, with what God yeah. says is the truth. And um, I know that for a lot of our families and, and especially, um, you know, parents like parents who are kind of going through it and still have kids living at home and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, that just must be a, that's a very, very difficult road to navigate right is is you know staying positive keeping your focus on god keeping keeping the challenges uh in your relationship with god or the challenges of life kind of in perspective right it's a really hard thing to do we're not we're not saying that it's easy by any by any stretch of the imagination it feels like spinning all the cups at the or plates you don't spin cups you spin plates you can spin cups if you want Uh, yeah be harder yeah i like to make things a little more difficult centrifugal force (laughs) yeah it'd be harder Hmm. Unless the cups have handles and you're just spinning Oof. them on your finger. <laughs> that would be easier. That would be it easier. It has to be pretty small, like little cappuccino cups. Yeah. Meow, meow, meow. Yeah. That's the sound that it would make. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Sorry. Adjusting. Oh, that's okay. Adjust away. Adjust. All right. Yeah. Hard for hard for the parents with all the the pressures of society and just raising children, mm-hmm. raising children to, you know, for me, it's like, I want for them to have a relationship with God. I also want for it to be theirs, mm-hmm. um, which I know in the early years is molded by Matt and I and, you know, others who educate them in the faith, um, friends we keep who model, um, you know, um, a Christian lifestyle or, or, or a relationship with Jesus that, um, is something to emulate at the same time. It's, it's gotta be as they mature, it's gotta be their own. And, uh, it's hard to take my hands off the steering wheel for that, you know, and let them start steering. Mm -hmm. But 
Gotta. You gotta. 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 And um, that's where I'm learning to surrender and lay it at his feet. I so I think that's a really beautiful thing when when parents um, and I think parents have to get to that place of surrender uh, many times. Oh yeah, right? it's like not over a and over done, again. It's a, it's kind sure. of it's kind of a daily thing, and not um, just like over and over with different kids, but like with the same kids. With the same kid. maybe yeah, because yeah. The, because the the challenge of raising that person or, or of being there for that person changes yeah daily. I'm sure. Um, I I just I think it's a really beautiful thing when parents are when they allow themselves to be transformed by God's grace, not only kind of for the sake of their kids, for the sake of their families, which I think happens pretty quickly mm-hmm. um, for, you know, you, you kind of realize, Hey, I've got to be here for my kid. I've got to, you know, someone else depends on me. Um, but also they allow um, themselves to be transformed through, Ooh. through their, their child, through those experiences. Mm. Right. And um, I have, mm. there's a, there's a, a, a young family that I've gotten to witness kind of as, especially as quarantine uh, kind of took over last year and, and, um, made all of our lives very different. Uh, we had a family that was coming to daily mass, um, very, very socially distant. They'd sit in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a husband and wife and their, their daughter who is, I think probably about three now, three or four. And she's adorable. Um, but she is like a ball of energy, does not <laughs> sit in the same place for more than 10 seconds. Right. And is also, um, is also very talkative. She's very vocal and she's very cute. Uh, and so mom and dad kind of have their work cut out for them, um, just kind of wrangling her, right. Whether it's a Sunday mass or daily mass or, or whatever. Um, and they also show up for um, the, the, we have a, uh, a Catholic elementary and middle school right next door called Holy Family Catholic School. They show up for those masses as well. They live in the neighborhood, so they're, they're close by. And I've seen this dad, um, like, literally carry his daughter like just carrying his daughter around the church walking through pews uh walking in the narthex right mm. walking around that baptismal font that we that talked is about so holy just to remain present just to mm. remain in the building and i and i there's part of me that when i see it i think Man, that guy must be so distracted he must be so distracted right but the thing is he he recognizes and it's and once when i stop and think about it he recognizes that that time when he's present to Christ like it's more it's more important even than his fatherhood if if mm. for the sake of his fatherhood right he needs yeah. that grace to be a good father he also wants his daughter to be present mm. even at her young age she might not understand what's going on she might be like hey this is boring I'm out of here right like <laughs> she might be checked out as soon as they get here but he wants her to be in the presence of Christ as well and and, yeah. and as present as she possibly can be right and so um seeing that I think I think maybe even before just like right now I think I would have called it a struggle right seeing mm-hmm. that struggle um, is a beautiful thing I think I, instead I'll call it a sacrifice yeah seeing that sacrifice and seeing him uh, really lean into that and be present to it and and joyfully be present to it even in the frustration and in the you know sitting down while you know while the consecration is going on at mass, sitting down and having a conversation with your four-year-old about shoelaces, like that's probably pretty distracting, right? But it's so holy. It's so holy because he's allowing her to experience the mass through his patience, through his love, through the safety of his arms. Mm -hmm. That's all so beautiful. There's, there's uh, that, that, that 
um, that idea, that, that image that you just gave us through the safety of his arms. Um, Are you thinking of St. Joseph? I, I am thinking of St. Joseph. I'm also thinking of uh, the, the, there's this really beautiful um, image in scripture that we're actually gonna, uh, going to um, to get to here, I think on October 3rd, it's the 27th Sunday um, of Ordinary Time. And, uh, and, and, you know, Jesus, um, Jesus just loves children, mm-hmm. right? He, he just loves this, this, uh, he, he, he calls us his brothers and sisters, right? Which to me kind of describes this very, um, this very beautiful, like young sort of, I get this very like young picture of like kids running around. Like mm-hmm. you think about your brothers and sisters when you're yeah. little, right? Kind of running around and. And we're so far, you know, we're like, we're like the father's little children, right? He mm-hmm. describes us as children of God. And so, um, us kind of being little, right. Us kind of being not grownups mm-hmm. in, in some sense and, and needing help and guidance to grow up mm-hmm. right in, yeah. in faith. Like that's a very, um, it's a very kind of beautiful and like, like heartwarming kind of image. Um, and, and then throughout his, his ministry, Jesus also points out that he interacts with children a lot. He interacts with women a lot. Um, he points out, he, he points out that, that we're all equal. He, mm-hmm. he gives, he gives value to, to children who at the time had no value. We're not, right? right. Right. We're not valued. Um, and so, uh, in, in a couple of weeks, we're going to, we're going to read this in scripture. Um, uh, and this, there's kind of a whole lot before this gospel, before this part of the gospel, this is the last paragraph. Um, he says, uh, or it says, this is, sorry, let me, this is in Mark, uh, the gospel of Mark. This is, um, you know, Jesus is kind of, he's talking about divorce and all these crazy things. And then in the middle of nowhere, uh, out of the, you know, kind of out of the blue, it says this, and people were bringing children to him that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not prevent them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. Then he embraced them and blessed them, placing his hands on them. Mm. There is just so much in there that we could unpack. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that really, really, really jumps out to me um, is is really kind of this first this first chunk that it's the disciples that are trying to keep the children away. Yeah. Right? They it's just the disciples. Don't know. It's the people who are supposed to uh, be holy mm-hmm. already. It's the ones that like are supposed to have it all figured out. And people right? might be looking to mm-hmm. for guidance. For guidance, and, and they've got it wrong. And they make this huge mistake as they do in the Gospel of Mark. It's kind of the Gospel of the <laughs> disciples being idiots, right? But they make this huge this mistake. This is how you mess up. And Jesus not only corrects them; he became. He, it says he indignant. became indignant, right? So Jesus is angry. Look, I don't want Jesus to ever be indignant with me. No, neither do I. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Um, uh, but we, we see Jesus as humanity on, on display, his frustration on, on display. And he says, let the children come to me. Do not prevent them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. That's not saying that the kingdom of God belongs to one kind of people. We were all children at mm-hmm. one point. And we all experienced God, uh, experienced fun, experienced love, hopefully in some very simple and very profound mm-hmm. ways, right? Jesus wants us to approach him with that mindset, with that with that. Um, 
that feeling in our hearts of real vulnerability and real openness, because that's really the only way that he can, if we're not open, he can't fill us up, right? That's the yeah. way that he can fill us up. That's the way that he can, he can really relate to us and really um, perfect that, that grace in us uh, if, we're, if we're accepting mm-hmm. of it, right? And so um, when, he, uh, when he goes on to say, whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it, um, he's not, he's not excluding anyone. Mm-hmm. He's just saying, this is a, this is a little bit of, uh, of what it takes to really have an encounter with the Savior, James. to really have an encounter with God, the Father. Let's go back to the dad at church. Let's do it. Maybe, maybe it's not just that he's consoling his child, but maybe he, the child is his conduit to the perspective that needs to that he needs to have while at mass, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that mm. and that and I think that brings us like back to Like the child's this. a conduit for him to be closer to God. Yeah. Yeah, and to and to really receive those graces, right? Yeah. Like like I think I think that brings us back to this um, this thing that we've talked about before, maybe not on the podcast, I don't know, but that your your children um, the, the people in your life that uh, challenge you, right? Whether they're your children, they're friends, whatever. Um, hopefully, they're if you're if you're if you're willing to see it, you know, Jesus is very present in them, mm-hmm. right? And very present in those different struggles and the different situations we find ourselves in with family and, and things like that. Right. So there is a um, a really beautiful lesson here in kind of letting those things, letting those, uh, uh, letting those experiences happen yeah. in our, in our worship. You know, am I, am I really worried? You know, when I go to church, am I worried about doing and saying all the right things? Well, doing and saying the right things, that's good. It's good to be there on time. It's good to know all the responses. It's good to, to, right. to really invest in those very practical ways that the church prescribes. Jesus is saying it's better to accept the kingdom of God like a child, mm-hmm. right? To yeah. have that that um, that prepared place in your heart for God mm-hmm. to to enter and for God to 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 kind of plant His His seed, plant His gospel in you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I those two things are not exclusive, right? And and I think a lot of times in our worship, uh, we we think we think that they are, right? Mm-hmm. That that's kind of the feeling that that people get. So. Um, yeah, I just I just love that scene. I love that idea of there's this kind of chaos going on, these these instructions, and they're asking Jesus basically to teach them about divorce and all of these very adult things. And Jesus sees some kids playing, and he's uh. like, "Actually, guys, like we're gonna we're gonna learn a lesson over here mm-hmm. that's gonna inform the rest of this stuff. Even though it's gonna be you know crazy to you, we're actually gonna kind of focus on these little." Because he's kind of like the eye doctor who's like, "Is it better now? 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 Now?" Yeah. Like you need to change your perspective, mm-hmm. and we're going to look at things through their lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nikki mic just drop dropped her drop. just dropped her pen uh, <laughs> because the mic is steady. <laughs> because the mic is on a mic stand, um, that wouldn't be good if we dropped it and make a big, loud, crunchy noise. I'm sure. Uh, crunchy. Um, okay, so I think we should spend uh, a little bit of time talking about how this relates to something you've been saying lately, which is take up your mat and walk. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that in, you know, like Jesus, like literally tells that to a person who is, 
who is um, uh, disabled mm-hmm. in the in the Gospels, um, sitting there on a mat begging for alms. Uh, he wants healing. Jesus says, "Okay, you take up your healed? mat and walk." And Pick it up, gets up and, You know, walks off with yeah. his mat, um, and it's this really beautiful thing. Uh, a lot of people, I think, would kind of listen to what we've said so far about, you know being late to church or, or maybe having some distractions, having some crazy things going on in your life and think that we're saying, ah, don't worry about it. Right. Not saying that. We're not saying that. Not saying that at all. What are we saying? We're, we're talking about the balance of it, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not, um, inherently bad and, and there shouldn't be shame attached to it. However, there's also that desire to be, take some responsibility for your relationship with God. And that comes with picking up your mat, so to speak. In any aspect of life, so for me, it's like you know when I when I hear pick up your mat, it's like what what areas in my life am I um, wanting better, mm-hmm. whether it's my prayer life or you know any aspect of life. I have a responsibility to that. Like I firmly believe that with prayer, um, God will come to my aid, mm-hmm. but He's not expecting me to be like sitting on a couch channel surfing while I that's going on, you yeah. know, like I need to do yeah. my part. Yeah. There is, there is a, um, you know, and, and going back to that analogy of like the, the, the building of that bridge, there is a part that's your part. Mm-hmm. Even if you're working in the dark, even if you know that you don't have all the resources that you need, you don't have everything. Of course, you, you know, can still do something. You can still do something. And in fact, God, um, is not going to, um, to force you right? To be a saint. He's not going to force right. you to be holy. He's not going to force you to have a relationship with him. And so your biggest responsibility is that striving. It is that mm-hmm. kind of that attempt yeah. to, to, to move in his direction. Uh, even sometimes when it feels like there's nowhere to move. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, so that, that can feel like, uh, it's, it's maybe opposed to what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. It's not right. There is a real satisfaction and a real grace and a real peace that comes with um, knowing that you and God are on the same page. Yeah, you're working together as a team. Exactly. And and does that mean that you know everything? No. Does that mean that the entire mystery of God has like been revealed to you? No. Like you are still digging into that relationship. But knowing that he's there knowing that he's going to take care of you, knowing that you've invested this time and this effort and this love of your own, mm-hmm. right? That knowing that you've said yes to that, um, to that dynamic mm-hmm. with him uh, is a really powerful thing in your life. And, and a lot of times what that, you know, that like so many of the saints, uh, Saint, Saint Padre Pio, whose feast day we're, we're you know, we're recording this uh, on his feast day. Um, he had this affliction late in his life uh, where he experienced the wounds of Christ, the, the stigmata. Um, it's not just a, a crazy movie from the late nineties. <laughs> um, uh, it's a, it's a real thing. Uh, he experienced these, these wounds in his hands. And so you'll see, um, pictures of him. Um, and he's a fairly recent saint. I think he died in, and his body's incorrupt 69, something like that, 69 yeah. or 70. Um, so he's, he's fairly, um, uh, you know, fairly contemporary. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you'll see these pictures of him with these gloves on or bandages on his hands. Um, and, and, and yeah, like Nikki said, his, his body's in, incorrupt. So we have very good evidence of like what he looked like and what he experienced yeah. and that these wounds were, were real. Right. Um, the reason that he wore gloves was less about like, you know, 
the wound or the mess of it or anything like that. He wore he wore gloves because he didn't want his you know, what he had going on in his relationship with God to distract anybody else. Right? What a saint. What a saint. And so when we when we um but when you really dig into his life and this is the the point that I was trying to make by bringing him up. When you really dig dig into his life, that suffering, right, became again, the conduit, the avenue mm-hmm. through which he deepened this faith, through which yeah. he deepened this relationship with God. And it's kind of what gave him the grace to continue to lead his parish, continue to lead his, his, um, his brother monks, right. Uh, in, in the faith. So, you know, we, we tend, I think to, to, you know, we want to like, we want to give God credit, you know, for the good stuff, or we want to, you know, lament him when the bad stuff is going on. I think what the saints' lives point us to is is working to be always focused on him, mm. right? And to me, that's what it means to kind of pick up your mat and walk. Is yeah. like when you have these problems, when you have these things that come up, when you're when you find yourself constantly late for church. Okay, who cares what the little blue-haired lady? in the next pew is thinking if she's giving you a mean face when you walk in late, that's really kind of her problem. Right. But what is God telling you in that moment? What is he calling you to in that moment? Is he calling you to guys, you know, on Sundays, I've been getting the whole family up at eight o'clock so that we could get to mass at nine. We're not getting to mass at nine. So I'm waking everybody else up at seven. Mm -hmm. Is that like a hard thing that we're going to have to do as a family? Because God is calling us to that. Maybe so. Right. And, and, Seeing that for, I mean, if God is communicating that to you, praise God. Yeah. Praise God. That's mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing. Um, and he could also be saying, hey, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. I, I guarantee I you, you struggled he's saying, this morning. I guarantee you he's saying, I'm glad hey, you're I, here. I'm even glad you're here. It, even though it's a little late, I'm yeah. glad you're here. And those two messages are not opposed for God. Uh-uh. Those are Those two messages are actually both really, really and important. And we know because he told us. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Nikki's being sassy. <laughs> Give us like he a, tells me a, a sassy, a sassy, he tells a sassy me things. head shake. I don't know what to call that. Um, I was doing a Z. A Z. Uh, uh, uh. A Z. Okay. You know, the letter Z. The letter Z, like Zorro. Yeah. Okay. Except not with a sword. No sword. No sword. You do have a fun, like, aqua green pen, though. That's sword-like? Sword-like. Yeah. The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Way to tie that in. Uh-huh. I don't know why I said that. Um, anyway, uh, so we are um, basically, we're, we're, we're here to say that we, first of all, we get the struggle. We get we the struggle. We struggle and that's as the pur- well. And that's the purpose of this, that's the purpose of this podcast, right, is so that people who are struggling understand that the struggle is part of the deal. Yeah. It's also so that they understand that the struggle is not, however well other people might hide it, the struggle is not limited not to, at all. to you. The, the struggle, struggle is not limited is to any one have in common. piece yeah. of the, you know, the demographic. Um, and in that way, we can confidently say that everyone is a ragamuffin. Absolutely. Everyone is a lost sheep. Everyone is on the fringes. Everyone is, um, you know, feels isolated and alone and, and disconnected. At different times. At different times, right. And, and it just takes that. And everybody needs to be embraced like a little child mm. uh, back into the arms of God, into the into the heart of God. And, and I think um, maybe speaking practically, 
uh, into the heart of a community, right? Into the heart of the yeah. of, of a community that will um, kind of accept you where you're at, see you where you're at, and and um, encourage you to embrace that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have you know we're at a, a time in our history um, as as a a religion, a church, where I think there there is a lot of division and there is a lot of there are a lot of things that people uh, and not that that's not happened before it's happened since really since Christ was mm-hmm. still alive right um but i think that there are a lot of things distracting us right now from seeing Christ in one another and yeah um, true story and i would encourage you uh, no matter what you know we're on both sides of that at at different times mm-hmm. in our lives no matter what side you're on you know the next time that you see that family that's really struggling to get to church on time or that family that's really, um, you know, their kids are acting up. Um, or maybe it's you, maybe you're that family that's like really having that struggle. I would encourage you to see like the beauty of a family trying to stay focused on God and then lifting up some prayers for that family in that moment. Yeah. Right. And I mean, challenge, cha- I challenge you to, to talk to them, mm-hmm. offer some, um, praise, you know. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah. We have um we have a lot of young families here at at St. Vincent de Paul and and every once in a while you'll see you know a um you'll see like a like you were saying like a like an an older couple or or maybe another uh mom or dad or or maybe even like a young person like a teen that will reach out to one of those families that's just maybe not having the most organized mm-hmm. Sunday like mm-hmm. we'll kind of put yeah. it like that, right? and pick up that two or three year old and, you know, rock them, play with them, right? Just kind of be present to them. Yeah. Sometimes all it takes is like a smile, like kids running around in the pew. It really does. And parents are like terrified of what other people are thinking. And someone just smiles at them just to let them know that it's, it's an affirmation. That it's that okay. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, we're all welcome here. Yeah. Parenting, the mess and all. Parenting is hard. Being a human being is hard. Oof, it's it is, not, yeah. it's not easy. And so um, we're, we really wanted today to talk about, um, how we can be on one another's team and how we can make, um, our worship, our, our relationship with God that much easier mm-hmm. on each other. Yeah. 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 I like that, Jimmy. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay to be late to church. It is okay to be late to church. I don't like it. I don't like it either. I joined the choir, so now I'm there an hour early. Yeah. So if I'm late, I'm late to choir. I'm not late to mass, so that feels better. Now my family, they come later. Mm-hmm. And that actually induces a little anxiety in me when I don't see them okay. in the pew on time. I'm like, oh, uh, what are they going to get here? Is there, is there, um, I think that's interesting. Like the things that, the things that make us anxious, even in church. Mm-hmm. Right. So church is, is hopefully, um, whatever denomination you are, hopefully it's a little bit of a foretaste of heaven. It's this time yeah. you get to experience God, you know, um, I think a lot of us are anxious in church for a variety Different of reasons. reasons. Yeah. 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 And I don't think that's what God wants. I think God wants to calm and soothe and, and, you know, kind of snap us into focus a little bit, mm-hmm. um, to, to, dispel that anxiety Um, and you know I I I can't I can't really speak for someone who who has a you know a family like little kids running around um, maybe one day hopefully one day but uh, I can say that 
I've never been, um, I've never been happy in church when I gave those distractions as much or more time as I'm giving to God. Mm. Right. So if if I just, even if I'm worried about other things and Sunday is a busy day for me, right. Um, even when I'm worried about other things, if I just sit back and I go, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm just going to listen to the first reading, just to the first Bible reading. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to the first reading, and I'm just going to focus on that. When I find a moment like that in, in Mass, in church, um, the rest of my interaction with God, the rest of my, of my time there seems to, seems to become, you know, if not 100% focused, so much closer to you know, I'm, I'm just perfect. I'm, I don't want to say perfect, but I'm more, so much more engaged mm-hmm. in that time with God. In that you're in tune time with God. you're lined up. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I think that, that when we, um, you know, you talk about being in choir, I'm, I help out with the, with the, the choir here too at our 5 PM mass. And, you know, there's always like, there's always, and I'm not taking credit for it. There's always something that just kind of like pulls me in, uh, in that the, the preparation for mm-hmm. being in choir or a particular song that we're singing or, you know, or, or yeah. hearing, hearing someone else sing and it's like, man, that guy's got a great voice or that young lady has a great voice. Um, and it's, it's, it's helping me pray. Mm-hmm. Like when that happens, like take up your mat and walk in that moment. Mm. When that happens, like, okay, God, this is, this yeah. is the invitation that you've been preparing for me that you've, you've had mm. waiting for me. And so I'm going to, I'm going to lean into that. Um, finding those, those moments in your, in your time of worship will will help a lot or at least they've they've helped me a lot. that's beautiful yeah. i'm thinking of a, a, a specific time like in choir when we're playing the song and then um our guitarist daniel really gets into it mm-hmm. and it just i feel like my whole energy is on this wave and i feel so present and it's just good and like you i think you did you start today with you know like we're made to worship mm-hmm. and we that's are. why i think it just feels so right we are. and um I don't know. Not a whole lot of words I can put to it. Just right. It's just right. Just right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, uh, I think that's, you know, coming back full circle as we wrap up here, I think that's kind of having the mind of a child. That's what God is mm. is wanting for us is that, you know, when something, um, you know, when he's talking to us that, that we give him our attention, mm-hmm. that when he's, you know, um, and, and he's always talking like that's kind of the right. point, right? Is that we're always talking. It's like when we get in, in, in line and in tune with him mm-hmm. and then the distractions fall away mm-hmm. and all we have is him. But then let's not complicate that message, that interaction with him, with anything else, mm-hmm. right? Your kids don't, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't worry about your mortgage or you shouldn't worry about, you know, your job or the things that you kind of have on your mind, right? Um, but there's but, a time and place. But there's a time and place and, and your worship is an opportunity to put those fa- those things at the feet of, mm. of the Lord. Right? Yeah. It's an opportunity to, to really lay those things down and to let those struggles again, let that suffering again, fuel your experience with God, fuel your encounter with him. Fuel it. Fuel it. I like that. Yeah. What a fuel it. I came with that just for you. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Cool. Fuel it. Awesome. Um, I feel like think? we should... Give even though this is going to come out maybe in a week, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we should let our podcast listeners know all about Padre Pio. 
So awesome. We'll, so we'll maybe link maybe link some things to oh, him. Linkity link. Is that, is Let's that cool? linkity link it up. Um, I have a quick story about him before we wrap Tell up. Tell us. So uh, there is a um, there's a story of his uh, by location. That's okay. Really, really How cool. He's just got lots of otherworldly attributes. Yeah. By and, location and stigmata. But by location stigmata. Uh, apparently, he could read souls, so you could sit down Jeez. with him uh, for confession, and he knew what you were going to say before and you said it. In confession for like more hours than the day. Right? Yeah, or not really, but yeah. Yeah, he could. When he did could he just sleep sit and there. eat? And yeah, all exactly. Um, towards the end of his life, he only lived on the Eucharist. He had consumed the Eucharist wow. twice a day at Mass, and that, and was, that it. was it. That was it. Um, and that was what he lived on, and he continued to like gain weight. Get out. Continued to be like a husky. Boom. Bread of life. Older guy. Um, Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, The story that I've heard is during World War II, um, there was a, uh, uh, I guess, a number of German planes that were sent to bomb this area around where he lived. Italy was a, for a time, kind of a hotly contested area. There were, you know, there were different, um, uh, like different battles that happened early in the war in, in Italy. And so um, there's this German plane uh, sent to bomb this area that included uh, their monastery mm. and, you know, where where St. Padre Pio lived and worked. And um, they kind of got wind of it, right, had an air raid siren, that kind of thing, and people were kind of scattering. And uh, the um, there's a German pilot who uh, went on record as um, – as saying he was he was flying over they were getting towards their drop zone uh and this there was this monk in the sky stop it in front of his plane um and and he was was, was out he was outside of the plane wow um in the air yes and he got he heard this voice and I, i don't remember if it was his voice or not but he heard this voice basically saying like don't do this like don't drop these bombs don't drop these bombs and so he didn't and there, um, that's actually what he reported back to his, uh, to his superiors. How have I never right? heard this? I don't know. Um, super cool. That's super, nuts. super cool. I, I just, I love St. Padre Pio. He's amazing. Um, there are, uh, a lot of very well documented, um, miracles because he is a more modern, more modern saint. saint. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of very well documented miracles that both his, his, time here on earth and since mm. he's he's died yeah um that are that are pretty incredible oh pretty that's cool. so good awesome of petrolacina yeah i think that was probably good of petrolacina yeah. you know uh when we did heritage day luke um made vachadavaki and he can't say it so i have this little video of him and andrew they can't say it without going vachadavaki <laughs> so when, when i see petrolacina i can't not that's say awesome. petrolacina that's awesome chichis chichis that's awesome okay um <laughs> let's my grandfather would be very happy uh, what was your grandfather's name uh john francis abenanti nice mm-hmm. not Aben- it's actually it's not abernathy um it's actually in Italian. It's Avenante, right? Avenante. But uh, a lot of Italians through coming to the U.S. through Ellis Island to have less of an ethnic name, they changed it to Abernathy. Okay. So a lot of Abernathys are actually Italian. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. The more you know. Oh, that's like a thing, right? <laughs> yeah. The more you know. <laughs> do, do, do. 
Yep. Uh, let's pray. Hey, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ragamuffins, thank you so much for listening. We will be in your ear again. We will in be in your ear. It's been so nice being in your ear. It has been very, very nice. Uh, we hope that uh, if you're late, uh, whatever your lateness is in it's your okay. relationship with God, it's okay. Forgive yourself. God wants to forgive you. Um, and take up your mat and walk. We'll be talking a little more about that uh, here in the next couple episodes. Talking about some self-care and ways that we can really um, be good advocates for ourselves. We can promote yeah. our own well-being and uh, especially um, in that in that relationship with God. So we will see you next time. We're not going to see sorry. you, James. Um, we will be in your Jimmy, ear next time. Jimmy, Jimmy, we're we'll, not going to see you. We'll be in your ear next time <laughs> and we will... Uh, we will, I'm, I'm really excited to, to continue having these, these conversations in season two. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, y'all be good, be holy, and uh, we love you. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Peace out. Child, hold your head up high. Keep pressing through the night like a candle in the shadow. The Late to Church Podcast is an AMET Creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. Just a little reminder. You are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.